that part where it talks about um, a commandment and when it says we are commanded uh, to love or commanded or the Lord is pure, the commandments of the Lord is pure, is simply a divine rule of directive to do something. So when God is talking about a commandment, we can look at um, John 14 and 15. And then, um, and it simply says what Jesus says about commandments. He said, if you love me, keep my commandments, right? So let's skip down to John 14 and 21. I like this part. It says, he who, ha- who, he who has my commandments and keeps them is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him. And manifest myself to him. So sometimes, you know, you can't feel God. You can't see God. You're wondering what's going on. You're wondering why you can't um, um, seem to understand why some people can hear the voice of God and some people can't. Well, I'm here today to tell you God says it right here in verse in John 14 and 21. Jesus himself said, he who has my commandments and keeps them is it is he who loves me. So you say, you, if a person said they love God, then I'm going to show you a person that keeps God's commandments. And then Jesus began to say, and he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest myself to, to him. Right? So we see that God is strictly talking about commandment goes hand in hand with the manifestation of God's presence or his ways or God manifesting himself. So you wonder why people, they don't have the word in them and they can't seem to pinpoint the the voice of God or they can't seem to pinpoint, you know, um, the word of God. It's foreign to them, even though they say that they are Christian, right? That's because their lifestyle, their commandments are not being kept because God said, if you love me, then you will have the fruit of my spirit. Then that thing will be made manifest and be evident in your life. It's not lip service only because, you know, the Bible says they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. There's a reason God distinguish the lips and the heart. They have to be in synchronicity. They have to be in rhythm. They have to be in step. You can't say one thing with your mouth and your heart is full of evil and full of hatred and full of unforgiveness. That's not God. That's not God. You can say, say Jesus all day long, but if your heart is not in alignment with what you're saying, it's not him. So he said, those that love me, they keep my commandments and then I will manifest myself to them. That's a that's a sure way to get the attention and get the presence of God by keeping his commandments. Now, this is not about keeping the Ten Commandments because we know that the blood of Jesus is the fulfillment. Right. We know that. But the but realistically, God also says you will know a tree by its fruit. So there has to be an evidence, an outward evidence of who you say you really are or what you really believe in. So let's go to. um. Um, let's keep going here. So then it goes on to say in verse nine, we are, we in Psalms 19 verse nine, it says the fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. Now let's break that down. 
The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. So what does that mean? The fear of the Lord is clean. That simply means a respect, humility, and acceptance, right? Not in a sense of like a panic. When we think of fear, we think of panic, right? Walking with the Lord and fearing the Lord, you don't, you don't, you're not in a panic. That is of the devil. Any kind of fear, fear involves torment, the Bible says. We're not talking about that kind of fear. The kind of fear we're talking about is a healthy fear. Um, and it's basically just giving God your undivided attention, an individ, undivided heart, okay? A reverential awe, a respect of his presence, a respect of his word, okay? So Psalms 86 and 11, kind of, um, it says, teach me your way, Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. So Psalms 86 and 11, according to the psalmist, is an undivided heart that leads to the fear of the Lord. Uh, God wants a sold out heart and a sold out spirit, no matter what. So basically what the fear this, this scripture is saying in verse nine, the fear of the Lord is clean and doing forever. And the judgments of the Lord are true, righteous altogether. Learn to trust God daily is what he's saying. When we are fearful, we need to just confess it as sin. When we are anxious or we are worrying, we need to confess it and see it as it really is. Call a spade a spade, right? And ask God for help, right? We ask God for help and ask for him to help you walk in his peace, okay? So the Bible says he is our refuge. He is our refuge. So we know that fear of the Lord is clean. That means there's no panic. There's no uh, torment involved. There's none of that. That's just a healthy respect and an undivided heart for God. So let's look at Psalms 14 and 26. It says, whoever fears the Lord has a secure fortress and for their children, it will be a refuge. I'm going to say this again. This is what the fear of the Lord brings. The fear of the Lord, it says, whoever fears the Lord has a secure fortress and for their children, it will be a refuge. Fearing the Lord has benefits, baby. And then the fear of God is not the same as being scared of God. That is not what we're talking about. It is a sense of reverential awe is what I just mentioned. It is a fear that allows us to see our place in the order of creation. In many ways, it's a reminder of our smallness, just being able to see God for who he really is and knowing our position and knowing who we really are as it relates to him. So here are five characteristics of the fear of God. This is how you know when you have the fear of the Lord, not an exhausted list, but just kind of three, I mean, five highlights of what, you know, the fear of God would look like in a person. A person who draws near to him and enjoy intimacy with him. A person that never speak disrespectfully about God, no matter what happens. A person who honors the word of God. And a person that lives a holy lifestyle. And number five, a person who would do whatever God says, no matter what it is. 
That's how you know people. These are like the Moseses in the Bible and the Davids and the and the people. These these weren't perfect people by no means, right? Because we know Moses committed murder. And so did David. But we're talking about people that knew that they were nothing without Jesus. And they allowed his grace to empower them to live for him. We can't live for him on our own. It's not possible. It's his grace that is sufficient. The power that rests on us to do it. But if there is no yes, then it doesn't happen. And then you find yourself always striving to do things within your own strength. And that's when you get into works and you get into the things of the flesh. And the Bible says it's not by works lest any man should boast. But it's by his power and his spirit that you're able to do it. But he needs that yes, that agreement. So it says the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous all together. So God's word is undefiled and it's everlasting and it's unlike any earthly judge. You know, when we talk about the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous, we're not talking about the way that the world's system works, right? An earthly judge. That judge may render an inaccurate decision, but God's judgments are true. They are thoroughly righteous. There's no impurities in the things of God. So let's let's look at John 7 and 24. It tells us, do not judge according to the appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. So when people said, don't judge me or judge not lest ye be judged, they take those scriptures out of context because here in John 7 and 24, it tells us, do not judge according to the appearance, but judge with a righteous judge. So as Christians, as believers, as citizens in the kingdom of God, we are to judge. The Bible tells us to judge, but we are to judge by what is right. We are not to condemn people and we are not to be judgmental. Rather, we should make evaluations and we should be discerning with things that are going on. So the Bible says here, that God is the righteous judge. And then let's keep reading in verse 10. It says, more to be desired are they than gold. Yes, than much than fine gold. Sweeter also than a honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them, your servant is warned. And in keeping them, there is great reward. So God is saying that when you keep his commandments and his statutes, there is a great reward for that. The Bible simply says that God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So there's rewards that come with following God. That is the word for today. And just know that you should meditate on Psalms 19. It's really good. And and it's and it, it really allows you to see God in different ways and it allows you to see uh, what God is really saying or and, and how the soul is really converted and how we have to go beyond the confession. Our lips and our heart has to be in direct sync and synchronicity and direct fellowship with God. We can't say one thing with our lips, but our hearts are in a whole different other place. God wants your undivided attention. He wants your whole heart. The Bible says, love the Lord God with your whole heart, mind, and soul. So God is wanting not only your heart, he wants your mind, he wants your soul, he wants your life. Why? Because he created you for his personal pleasure. He created you. You didn't create him. And this is the way things were designed. When you have 
a piece of machinery and you take it out of the box and you begin to read the instructions, that thing is meant to function exactly like the instructions or the manufacturer created it, if you want to look at it in that way. So you don't get to take that machinery and begin to reconstruct it to try to use it in another way other than the way it was intended. You can do that, but it's not going to function the way the manufacturer really intended for it to function. You hear me? Hear me by the spirit. So the Bible is your instructive guide. God is the creator. We are the creation and everything was designed to function the way he designed it in this holy word of his. Anything outside of his holy word, it won't work. You've heard me say this before. It was never designed for us to make it back without this Bible and without doing things the way God says to do it. What do I mean when I say make it back? Make it back to eternity. Make it back to heaven. You're either going to separate and go to hell or you're going to go to heaven. We were designed to make it back by following this book. That's how it goes. We don't get to tell the creator what to do. He created it. That is the word for today. God loves you. He wants your undivided heart and attention. And thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Please comment, share, and subscribe. And until the next time, guys, I will see you or talk to you in the next video. Bye, loves.